0: Suavemente, bésame Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez Suavemente, bésame Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez Suave, bésame, bésame, bésame
1: Bienvenidos a Radio Manea, y'all. My name is Veroyeti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soyla Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from
2: the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we are doing a deep dive on Elvis Crespo's classic, Suavemente. 1998,
1: y'all. 1998. But also probably you've heard this in the last two weeks because it's everywhere <laughs> all the time.
2: Maybe longer, but only because it's the pandemic and there's no parties.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's because those weddings all got cancelled, so you haven't heard it, but you would. You would. You would. Slash. Speaking of weddings I've had
2: COVID parties happening, but I am not attending them.
1: (laughs) Oh God, no. I've had like three different cousins well. Two cousins and a tia all cancel their, like, get married, but do, like, you know, courthouse weddings because of COVID. And it just makes me sad because my family doesn't have that many reasons to get together for, like, happy occasions, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, sometimes people get married twice, but, you you know, you don't really want to hope for that. You know what I mean? So it's, like, <laughs> it's kind of sad. i sad.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the song that we're starting with is the song that the album is named after, and the song that everybody in the world knows. Shall we take another listen to it, Perez?
1: Let's do it. case you're one of the like five people on earth who hasn't heard this song. <laughs> you're welcome. This is suavemente.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I... suavemente is it's maybe changing right now because I think that like this is the song that they'll give mm-hmm. Latinos at the function. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's not totally true like at the non-latino function they'll always like throw in a song in there now it's like mm-hmm. they're trying to put in Despacito but Suavemente still holds strong
1: yeah I wish honestly they were especially when it comes to dancing I would rather they like, stick with Suavemente because I was at a like, good friend's wedding like some white folks of course and they played Despacito and they're like this is for you and I was like oh, god it's terrible y'all no um, it's not <laughs> no. a good song to dance no. to <laughs> oh. I would much rather have merengue, you know. At least this is a danceable song.
2: Because it's not like this is like una canción perriable, you know what I mean?
1: No, and like I don't dislike it, but I, it's not the moment. and I'm not like, okay, great, let me take the dance floor. This pasito. Yeah, it's kind of sad that <laughs> that was the moment. It's like sometimes when you're like, oh, you're you're well meaning, but you're still really not getting this right. Um, no, no. <laughs> but this this episode was my idea because i i mean you know i think suavemente as much as it's like overplayed it has had like has hit a lot of records in terms of its um sort of status as like i think one of the biggest like pop medinga hits that we've ever seen and it still you know all these years later mm-hmm. has not finished it's like rain you know
2: it really hasn't it's
1: really held on strong It really, I mean, I hope that, you know, he's still taking those royalties to the bank, you know, I mean, I know you don't get money when it gets played at the wedding, but like, hopefully there's other ways in which he's still like (laughs) making money off of this. He's only in his 40s. So, so Crespo is a like New York born, but Puerto Rican raised and like Puerto Rican, you know, family Um and he, um, yeah, he's only in his 40s. He started with Grupa Mania. And then this was his, this is the thing that's wild to me. This was his first solo album. To mm-hmm. so, like hit it so big <laughs> so with your first big. solo album.
2: I think that's so probably big.
1: really intense. Yeah.
2: It's gotta be wild. Because um, it was, was
1: not a chill first single to have. So Suavemente was just an incredibly popular album. I mean, it's incredible that it was his first album, his first solo album. It was the first Merengue record to ever be certified gold. Um, And he was tied with Selena in 1998 for the number of Latin Grammy nominations he received. So, like, really, really, like, just a sort of breakout, massive, massive hit.
2: I mean, what more is there to say about Suavemente? It's just ever-present. I feel like it's going to be ever present. I don't know
1: when it will, <laughs> when it will not be. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I love merengue is because I feel like it's really easy to dance to. Um, I mean, there's it obviously really complicated merengue, to. but the basic merengue is very easy, and I feel like I'm, I can do spins and stuff uh, with merengue that I can't do with other, with like bachata or salsa because the the beat is just so basic. So yeah, I always feel like a, I can impress simple people. Simple two four. With my, merengue in a way that i can't with other things um so one thing i did read about the this song when i was researching is that um he says he took a kind of a big risk in starting this song without the piano backup it's just a vocal intro which i'd never like noticed that fact but if you listen to it it does kind of stand out um but that he thinks he's sort of reflecting back thinks that that's part of why it like ended up being such a big hit um, was because it had this like kind of mm. quieter start, and then you get like a, a big more impact when the, the rest of the oh, yeah. um, instruments yeah, come in. Sure. Well, why don't we move on to the next um, song? So, we're bringing six songs from this album. Um, let's move on to the next one and let's take a listen to Luna Llena. <laughs> i Things about this album is that um, it has a lot of really good songs on it. Like sometimes when you have a song like Suave Mente that's such a big hit, it's kind of like you can have an album that's like a one hit wonder situation, you know? But Mm -hmm. I actually think that a lot of the songs on this album are really, really, really strong, like pop merengue songs, including this one. But it doesn't, they don't get the play that Suave Mente gets, obviously.
2: (laughs) Right, right. No, this is a solid, solid song, and it makes me really think that. Um, Elvis Crespo is really a kissing aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> say,
1: more. <laughs> say
2: more. Well, Suavemente is all about kissing, right? It's just like he wants to. Bésame Suavemente, you know? Like, that's like literally what the song is about. He's like, Quiero sentir tus labios. That's. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I vez, have to yeah. say, like. I am also a fan of soft kisses. So mm-hmm. shout out to Elvis Crespo for that. Like, mm-hmm. it is like, there's something about, like, kissing softly that is very, very sexy. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, shout out to that. But and then this one's also about, like, robarte un beso. I know that that's, like, I know that it's a common trope in songs, right? Like, the quote-unquote, mm-hmm. quiero robarte un beso. Mm-hmm. But, um... But yeah, I'm just like, Elvis hey, Crespo, are you really into kissing? Are you a good kisser? I hope so.
1: <laughs> good questions. Good questions. <gasps> There's um, nothing
2: that ruins the vibe like a bad kisser. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: No, that's like a non-starter.
2: It's just like we can't go forth
1: if you're Mm -hmm. not on the
2: same wavelength on the same kissing wavelength maybe there's no such thing as bad kissers but there's definitely bad kiss compatibility
1: yeah like chemistry Yeah. yeah have you ever had somebody where it was like really bad to begin with but then you were able to find a groove I don't mean like to begin with like the first few months we were dating but I mean like when you first start you know
2: yeah no I'm trying to think about it I don't I don't think so I don't think so for me it's usually like Either it's there or it's not. And maybe if it's not, I just don't give it a chance. <laughs> I'm just like, it's a no <laughs> for me, dog. This is not working You're out. moving on. You're it's moving on. not working out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know who um who collaborated on this album and like if he wrote the lyrics, probably not, right? <laughs> um but but you're right, they are all about kissing. There's so, so
2: much kissing talk, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean it's sort of refreshing to like take a break from all the sex talk, you know, and just Yeah, talk about yeah. Kissing it's kind of sweet, I guess. Yeah. Um I heard I heard this song first cuz a friend of mine in college like had it on a random playlist and I was like, "Ooh, I like this song." um so it that's how it came to me I don't think I I do have the Suave Menta album mm-hmm. but I'm not sure at one point I, I I acquired it um yeah but yeah I mean one of the things I love about this album is that if you put on this album you can have a great like hour of merengue dancing you know like you don't have to do the you don't have to be like let me skip this let me skip this I mean it's a lot of like a very particular style of merengue so you might get a little tired but like, you can just keep going. Like, the, the songs oh, are in yeah. there. This I mean...
2: is a solid, like, clean the house. Like, in the days of CDs, like, if you could just, like, hit play and, like, mm-hmm. just let it roll. Mm-hmm. Just let it roll. Yeah. Get all your chores done 100%. Yeah.
1: And there weren't a lot of songs on this album that I was like, oh, that's a dud. No. Like, I think he really no, no he duds. did a great job. Yeah. No duds. No. No duds. Way to go. Oh, Elvis,
2: man. where to go, Elvis Crespo. Just for the sake of information, Elvis Crespo wrote Suavemente, but this song, Luna Llena, was written by Raldi Vázquez. So it appears that there are a number of kissing aficionados.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so he actually wrote Suavemente, though. Yeah, he told Billboard that this song was inspired when he was singing in the shower. Which hey! just makes me <laughs> of... shower I know, Jams. our Shower Jams episode. <laughs> so if you all haven't listened to that, it was like... Two weeks ago, um, is our episode two weeks ago, so you should check that out. Uh, apparently, you can literally hit gold while singing in the shower with this song. <laughs> Listening
2: to this in the shower, though, dangerous. I feel like I might slip uh-huh. and fall.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's risky. It's risky. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we, um, why don't we go ahead to the next song we're going to bring and then maybe we can talk a little bit about the history of meta Game.
2: let's do it. The next song is called Pretty Insensitive. is another solid song and mm-hmm. again like just solid solid merengue songs um, this is like what we would call like merengue orchestra um, thinking back on merengue history I think some of what's the most interesting to me about this album and it's place in the merengue canon is how you get a New Yorican dude <laughs> Uh, but, mm-hmm. like, a New York and born, Puerto Rico-raised dude having some of the most enduring merengue of all time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is not to say it's, like, the best or the most, like, you know, quote-unquote authentic, whatever that is to mean for anybody. But, like, it is very, it has been very enduring, right? And it has, like, a big place in, um, in merengue history. And to me when i was thinking about this i was like what's the history of like how merengue got to
1: be international i think it's really interesting i feel like there's got to also be something about puerto rico versus dr in terms of like resources and like geopolitical standing you know that allows puerto rico to sometimes popularize things that come from dr i don't know i don't have a lot of thoughts very Well, thought out on this, but I just think maybe like relationships the United States and the way that that yeah, changes, yeah, like, the for sure, economic standing or something, like, or the music industry, even you know,
2: yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure. I think that that still remains true to some extent, right? And I think mm-hmm. you know, like Puerto Rico is obviously like a colony of the United States, um, but uh, but it's still like in a relationship with the U.S. that the DR is not in, you know, but. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the question of, like, how this, like, New Yorican-born, Puerto Rican-raised man became one of the highest-profile artists in a genre born out of, like, El Ciba la República Dominicana is really, like, most answers to how music spreads around is, like, migration, right? Like, I um, was doing a little bit of research on, like, Merengue and its history, and, um, you know Merengue's, one of many genres that emerged in rural DR Um, you know just like bachata for example Um, Mm -hmm. but merengue apparently I didn't know this was like really promoted by Trujillo Um, DR is Mm a former fascist racist horrible dictator and um, he sort of chose to invest in it and elevate its prominence in Mm -hmm. DR so it became like a genre popularized beyond like its origins Um, Mm. And so merengue traditionally, like when it emerges, it was like three instruments. It started out like just first as like guitar, cuatro, or like a stringed instrument of Spanish origin. But then when Germans came to DR, the accordion replaced that instrument. So to this day, accordion remains a huge um, and important element of, of merengue, which is if you listen to our accordion episode, I was like, mm-hmm. I remember being like mind blown at first that like accordion and merengue was like so intertwined.
1: Um mm-hmm. because
2: I came up on like merengue orchestra, which came up later. And but like the original merengue is just um, you know, like merengue típico or perico ripiao is um accordion, then tambora, which is a drum with roots in Africa, and then the guida, which is a You know, instrument, right? And then, but this, like, as it emerges and like gets popular, like merengue de orquesta emerges which includes things like horns and other more complex instrumentation which this is right but like típico or perico ripiao is just those three those three instruments then with dominican migration to the united states in the 60s then merengue starts to spread in new york city and then you know it's a wrap from there right like it starts to spread to new york and anywhere else dominicans go and then by the 80s merengue was like a full-on force in the United mm-hmm. States starting to like give like salsa a run for its money. And like as y'all know, like mm-hmm. in the seventies, salsa was and Fania Fania made salsa into like the big Latino genre. Um so um Elvis, who was born in New York and raised in Puerto Rico, I think even though he wasn't raised in New York City I feel like New York does this thing where it unites a lot of diasporas like a lot of like mm-hmm. different diasporas and I think that the Puerto Rican and Dominican diasporas are sort of united by New York City being a central location where people from both islands are coming back and forth um with some regularity right like making some of that cultural cultural exchange a little bit more international in that way which you know is how i imagine like a dude in puerto rico gets to like start doing merengue it's such an interesting choice to me that he was like in puerto rico and he was like i'm gonna make a pop merengue album
1: yeah i know i wish i could have figured out i like wanted to find out the answer to that question like why merengue like how did he get into merengue but i couldn't find anything about it and we were talking about how you know This was popular in 1988. Like, that's, like, the very beginning of the internet. Like, you know, also, like, not as much attention to Latinx music in the journalism world and music journalism. So that this album probably would have, A, maybe has some coverage in, like, microfilm on some library somewhere, on newspapers that we don't have access to. And also, um, you know, it's just, it's harder to access um, things like this from this era, and maybe there wasn't as much attention to it because they weren't paying as much attention to, like, Latin music in that time. Um, to know all the details, you know, beyond the fact that he thought of it in the shower. You know, like, (laughs) there's, like, more there, I think. I imagine. I imagine. For (laughs) sure. For that story. But, yeah, I could not find anything to explain sort of why Merengue became his genre. And he's gone on to make a lot of other music and branch out to other genres, including some bachata in more recent years. Um, He did a whole collaboration with... Um, Bachata Heights, which was interesting in 2005, and actually got um, there was a little bit of controversy. He had a performance canceled at Univision because he was going to perform a, a Bachata Heights song called Tatuaje that has some pretty suggestive lyrics, including un tatuaje debajo del ombligo con una flechita que diga que eso es mío. Mm. <laughs> It's kind of a far cry from oh. besame, besame, Suavecito. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to like brand somebody with a tattoo. Um. So anyway, they when he was like, "Can you make a different song?" and he was like, "No, I won't do it." Like to sort of stand up for Bachata Heights, I guess, which was kind of sweet. So anyway, um, he's yeah, he's he's kind of dipped into other genres over the years, but nothing has come close to the. I mean, how do you? It's really kind of a setup. Like you're probably never gonna have anything as big as this when you start out with that kind of hit
2: yeah yeah well and I think it's interesting because like this um what this album did was like it really um you know we were talking about it as we were thinking through like okay like what's the role that we are going to place this album in like why why is it important to bring this right and Mm -hmm. it really like established like merengue as like a pop genre right like it's like Mm -hmm. this is like pop merengue and um, you know, place it in like the pop, Latin music canon, right? Um, and but I I don't feel as though merengue has really stayed there. Do you disagree? Right, like it, you don't hear a lot of merengue in pop these days. Right. Yeah, yeah, not a ton, not a ton. No. I would like yeah. to see it. I mean, I think that before. Before that, like merengue was like just like a little bit before that, or maybe like around the same time, you have like merengue house making it like making the rounds, right? Like merengue had like sort of like a moment, like um, you know, like proyecto uno and fulanito and like those guys, mm-hmm. like also in the nineties. But um, I feel it feels as though maybe like Suavemente was like the tail end of like merengue and pop. Shakira did a did like a sort of like a merengue-ish song. Um, was it called Raviosa or something? But um, but it's not it's not like a it's not a genre that is like so big on the pop charts these
1: days anymore. Yeah. But I would yeah, welcome no, I, its comeback. True. Yeah, me too. I wonder why that is. Yeah. It was just like reggaeton has become so dominant in since like the 2000s. I don't know what that what that's about.
2: I'm 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 ready for for merengue experimentations to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have I I definitely have a um, playlist of various different kinds of merengue experimentations and merengue songs that I like (laughs) that I like. Because there's just, like, I feel like right now, like, you know, speaking of which, I feel like, um, you know, Gata, who has been on our show a couple of times, has said a couple of times that, like, Merenguetong is going to maybe, like, mm. do a thing. And there is a song that's, like, a, that Rafa Pawong song called Aguido that is, like, it's Rafa Pawong and a bunch of dudes in that song that's, like sort of like a straight up merengue that's in like the pop genre now. And mm-hmm. like Secanso also is like a song by Braille, which is merengue. So I think that, you know, like we're in a time where like merengue is like sort of um maybe that there's like late nineties, early aughts nostalgia where uh where people are looking to people are looking to the 90s and looking at those genres too and like merengue being um being in the pop latin charts back then maybe it's poised for a comeback that'd
1: be great i'm down yeah i'm down i'm ready super down super down <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't we take a listen to the next song, which was the second single that was released from this album, Algo and it's called tu, cara tu
0: Sonrisa. Tu Sonrisa
1: singing along
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know these I feel like I know these songs fairly well but because I'm not like a lyrics person and I tend to listen more to like the musicality of things I still like I could be listening to a song for
1: like over 20 years and still not know the lyrics right I also don't think that it's really like your style to be singing out loud while you're dancing like that's more my like cheesiness Mm, than yours you know (laughs) It's not really true. It's, it's not true. really you it's not really you but yeah this song is so good i I can start singing it i'm not going to because i'm gonna like let y'all listen to the actual song behind our voices but um but yeah this is it's just really good He just just i don't know man they just really got into a groove and they went for it and they succeeded yeah
2: yeah i think that what's also interesting about this album is that um I, I, it's very. I can't quite separate it from. So there was like the Latin explosion of the like the '90s, right? Like in 1999, there was like you know Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin and Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony and like all of those people, like um, Spanish language artists, like place like making it big time within the English language market. But at the same time, this this album was super popular, but it didn't really like. I didn't feel like it hit the mainstream U.S. market, but I think around the world, it was part of that, like, sort of, quote-unquote, Latin explosion. And we thought about a bunch of times making, like, an episode around Latin booms, and so I think we have mm-hmm. that um, in on the radar for an episode coming up soon, y'all. But um, thinking about, like, 1999 and, like, sort of, like, that era of Latin explosion... Um, this was sort of like I think you know for my context where I was in the United States this felt like I heard this at like the parties that my parents and I went to right Mm -hmm. and that like that like Latino parties that I went to basically and um, but it didn't it wasn't like part of like the US crossover but it was all over the world so it was part of like also I think propelled by the Latin explosion around like globally and this thirst for um, Spanish language music and music from Latin America. Um, Although, you know, like Enrique Iglesias is not from Latin America, but he was sort of like bundled up in there. (laughs) But um, I, I think that it was sort of also propelled by that globally, even though in the United States, I don't feel like it hit the kind of mainstream, like gringo world, right? Like it was all over Latino United States. Ah. Yeah, I mean, it
1: was the it was the top. It was a Latin music Billboard album of the year, 1999. I mean, it sold more albums in the United States than anywhere else.
2: Yeah, I like mean, looking it, at the, it, yeah, and it was huge. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's huge in the United States, but it felt like it was huge in Latino spaces, right? Whereas, like, you know, Ricky Martin, there were like, you could go to a party of all white people
1: and they might listen to Ricky Martin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I, felt but I feel like, like so Crespo, many people. Would no Suavemente, though. Like, I feel like this is a song that, like, a lot of gringos would have heard at this yeah,
2: point. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Although my experience of Suavemente showing up at, um, at parties that are not Latino parties are, like, other people of color who are not mm. necessarily all Latino, but they're, like, let's throw our people a bone. Here's Suavemente. You know what I mean? Mm. But that's just my experience, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all just, like, conjecture. But, yeah i don't know i just yeah, yeah, yeah know that like looking at the numbers which also might just be influenced by like how big the market is in the u.s like eight hundred seventy nine thousand copies of this album are sold in the u.s and like the next yeah, highest yeah. is it's also a lot of us in mexico here. yeah it's true yeah
2: but tu sonrisa was one of the singles mm-hmm. off of it i think the second single so like one of the mm-hmm. bigger songs um on this album shout out my sister pia loves this song
1: it's good yeah i mean i think people like who like suavemente like i wish they would give a chance to the other songs on this album because they're (laughs) just as good if not less played out you know so
2: yeah yeah i think that like my um non-suavemente bop for this uh album i think would be luna llena i think Mm -hmm. that that's the one that Mm -hmm. like hits for me Mm -hmm. the most out of like the non-suavemente ones
1: Mm mm-hmm I like them all. I like them all. And like, I, I wish we knew more, you know, I'm always like, if we were musicologists or whatever, like to say more about like the, the differences between them. Cause they're not, they, they have different, they have different sounds. Like they're in the same genre, but they're very different tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, So mm-hmm. I we can't speak to that, but I feel like they're distinct enough that you're still like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 This one, this one, this one, you know, <laughs> like I could do I could do maybe six Medingas songs in a, these six songs in a row and still be excited to dance I'll be tired by the end of it but. <laughs> definitely tired <laughs> I know Medingas is tiring it's tiring yes especially when you do like the fast version mm-hmm. but totally can't be mad alright well there are two more songs we want to share with y'all from this album so let's take a listen to um, Yo Day. Yo Memoria.
0: Pedacito de mi vida, pedacito de mi vida Venga de mi corazón, dueña de mis pensamientos Todavía no se me olvida, todavía no se me olvida Todavía no se me olvida cuando estamos contentos Ay, pedacito de mi vida, pedacito de mi vida Venga de mi corazón, dueña de mis pensamientos Yo no sé por qué te fuiste, yo no sé por qué te fuiste
2: Seventh track on this album, so we are going in chronological order, but we're not doing all of the tracks on this album, right? This album has 10, um, ten songs on it, and we're doing six. So um, this one is number seven.
1: Yep. Um, I don't. I mean, it was like, what kind of, what? It's like the same story of each one. I'm like, it's just a really good Metangus song that I want to dance to. I picked. <laughs> I mean, we kind of did this together, but I did the first pass cuz like I really like this album and so these are the ones that I picked that just stood out to me.
2: You know, the thing about Elvis Crespo that we have not talked about yet is sort of the looks that he brought <laughs> to uh, his music <laughs> yeah. videos. I think uh-huh. they were outstanding, personally.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually like haven't spent enough time with the videos from these songs.
2: Oh, um I, I really mean, should, I'm though. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely most familiar with the video for Solamente because that video is honestly, like, sort of insane. (laughs) Like, his looks on it are just, like, you know, like, he's just, like, there's some green screen stuff happening. There's some leather pants. There's, like, some Mm wraparound shades. It's Mm -hmm. really... um, it's really top notch. Highly recommend mm-hmm. if you're looking for some mm-hmm. like 90s fashions inspo. Yeah. Just really really
1: I recommend you start there. Wow, I'm watching it now. Yeah, there's some like futuristic trying to be futuristic thing happening of like maybe it's going to be the millennium soon or something. 140, <laughs> 143 million views on this on this. Wow. Just shows you, you know. It's wild yeah oh yeah he's got pleather pants and some like platform sneakers <laughs> it's a whole thing it's a whole thing i well wow. You know. wow yeah totally yeah all right go y'all go to our show notes and check out this video because <laughs> it's pretty hilarious i'm
2: not i'm not mad at it i'm not mad at it i think that if y'all want some inspiration from um for your summer 90s looks, I think that you would not be steered wrong by Elvis Crespo.
1: Yeah. God. (laughs) Okay. Glad that I looked at that. Um, He wrote Tu Sonrisa also. um, And this was written by Juan Perez. And it sounds like there's some vocals, other vocals on this song too. He has a couple of different backup vocalists, but... Another fun fact I found while researching this was that, no surprise here, but Bad Bunny included Suavemente on a playlist of his favorite 90s songs. I mean, how could you not include it on a 90s playlist, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, But maybe Bad Bunny
1: should do some merengue, merengue reggaeton, merenton, is that what we're calling it? merengue (laughs) yeah. merengue Merenton. merengue that sounds better.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so we have one more song from the album we want to bring to y'all, and it's not... It's a sort of stylistically more different than the others. So let's take a listen to Te Vas.
0: Me dices que te vas y no lo acepto De que vale la vida sin tu amor No puedo prescindir de tu cariño No muero si te pierdo corazón Jamás pensé que lo nuestro acabará querernos más allá del fin, pero el destino y su mala jugada hicieron que el amor muriera en ti, contigo me forjé sueños divinos que ahora se deshacen con tu ausencia, yo que te di todo de mí y que era el hombre más feliz, hoy me desgarra la tristeza de perderte I thought
2: it was super interesting that this album ends in, like, a bolero. Yeah, kind of unexpected, right? Yeah, this is the last track. Yeah, it's very, um, it's like such a party album, right? And it's just like... Mm -hmm. it ends up in this like really slow sort of soulful bolero and um, it's just, I don't know I feel like a, a really interesting choice
1: well maybe this is the like te like it's time to go song <laughs> yeah okay y'all it's time to chill
2: out like maybe the idea is like you put this on at the end of the party you like give people like something like really amazing to end on and then like te is like time to go bro Turn on all the
1: lights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's a bolero, a really different sound than than most of everything else on the album. I like want now. Like we're recording this, and like I want to go and put this album on. Like I just love all these songs. You know, like I don't usually necessarily have that desire to like right after we record to like go listen to the music again. But I just, I just love this album. <laughs>
2: That's, I think, just a testament to yeah. the enduring legacy of
1: Suavemente, the album. Yeah, and Elvis Presley. Yeah, totally. I wonder if his hair is still long. It was such a like Ooh, iconic. I thing don't know. Is. Yeah, it's
2: very iconic. The other day, somebody on Twitter was like, "This is Rosalia." <laughs> <laughs> you told me that, I and I still. don't know why, but I thought it was so funny.
1: You told me that, and I still don't know who, who is insulted more in that in that
2: situation. <laughs>
1: Um, <gasps> okay, well, if you Google image him, most of the images still have long hair.
2: He's long, luscious so. So like maybe hair. this
1: is just one of his signatures. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's got good hair. Ooh, I see a, I see a picture where he, like, dyed it blonde and has it, like, um, a hawk. That's not a great look. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. He's definitely had short hair over time, but most yeah. of his pictures are long hair.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that thinking through... entire album and sort of Elvis Crespo's legacy and this album's legacy is just the fact that this still sort of sounds kind of fresh you know like it doesn't Mm. sound like particularly like aged or I mean it's definitely like the sound of an era for sure but Mm. you know it's not like this doesn't feel like so like when it comes when it comes on like when Solomon comes on at a party it's not like it doesn't give me this like wow, this is an old-school feel, right? It's still somehow, like, fresh and exciting. Um, and and the, it just feels timeless to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like the video is so dated. <laughs> like, you look at that and you're like, whoa, 90s, but the song doesn't give me that feeling. Although it is, <laughs> I do feel like this song specifically is a little bit cheesy at this point because it's been so o- overplayed, you know? But it's no fault of solamente itself. (laughs) Definitely not. No, definitely not. You can't blame the song
2: for it being overplayed, I feel. I mean, yes. I think that at some point, like, you hear something so much that you're just like, okay, this is corny now. Mm -hmm. Pero. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: That doesn't actually mean it's corny. It's like what happens when something's just too popular. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you enjoyed this kind of uh, deep dive into this album. Um, as much as I've enjoyed it
0: <laughs> and that
1: you'll bring a little bit of Merengue and, you know, give us, give a chance to one of the songs on this album that isn't Suavemente, you know, just like take a chance on an underdog, you know, <laughs> for sure. Just in Go case, for it. just in case it might, it might bring something new to your playlist, you know, something a little unexpected. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, maybe someday we'll get to do a Merengue episode and really talk about, like, there's so many Merengue artists, like he's, you know, he was popular, but there's so many people that are part of the history of Merengue that, um, mm-hmm. Deserve attention and and focus that we didn't get to talk to you about really in this episode for sure namely like dominican people <laughs>
2: yeah yeah <laughs> namely importantly <laughs> for sure
1: mm-hmm. yep.
2: well darlings thank you so much for listening everything that we talked about and all the links to the videos um
1: for the songs that have videos are going to be in our show notes as always Make sure you're following us on social media, Facebook. Well, Facebook, we don't really post as much, but Instagram and Twitter, it'll keeps it going. And um, if you haven't checked it out lately, we have um, some newish stuff in our tienda. So go check that out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, babies. Hasta la próxima. Bye.
0: Bye. Suave, suavemente